0: he's a fucking meme dude there's no he has two bluetooth earpieces in his fucking head they're, they're each two different types of bluetooth there's no way he's not fucking memeing, dude i know it's it's the, it's still i feel
1: like some people took his shit seriously i feel like someone <laughs> might have <laughs> <got to> died <laughs> die, dude What is up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of the Unforgettable Podcast. I'm your host, Slow Dream. We got our co-host, Gabriel, down below, down there. Uh, and we got our guest for today, the next face of Brazilian jiu-jitsu, Joshua. Um, say what's up, Joshua.
2: What's up, Joshua?
1: hi <laughs> right, okay, okay, pretty literal. Uh, so how are you doing today, Joshua? You know, what's going on? I'm good. Oh, no, I'm having a slow
2: day today. Just putting kind to relax.
1: Why? Why'd you have a slow day? It's just oh, I've
2: got that boring
1: school. And everyone that, I don't know about you, but school feels really repetitive to me. It feels like I'm doing the same thing every single day, and it just get just gets boring.
2: Yeah, you said it.
1: That's yeah. why I like doing my BJJ. <laughs> yeah. So you know, like, you 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 made a great opener. So like, you already told me before, but for the audience, how did you get into Brazilian jiu-jitsu? Like, what motivated you to go and start doing it?
2: All right. Um, well, my uncle used to be the manager at the UFC gym in Soho, right? So he kept mm-hmm. wanting me to come in, come in, come in. Come on, it'd be great, right?
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Finally, I take him up on it after like a year, mm-hmm. and so I'd go to a BJJ class, and I fell in love with it day one.
1: Excited. Mm-hmm. So, um, so you started. Were were you? I ask. Were you naturally talented? Like, were you, like, easily picking everything up, or was it, like, a hard process where, like, you constantly had to fail over and over again to get, you know, where you are now?
2: Well, day one was... It was a massacre. (laughs) Uh, You're gonna get your ass kicked day one. So I felt pretty beat down, but it was really fun. It was exciting. Um, I started picking up things really quickly, though. Uh, I managed to get two stripes so far. Mm -hmm. Promotional ranks on my belt, and... uh, Two months on, started the first week of August, and I've just been coming regular, very regularly to my gym. I go six days a week, so you know I'm there. Yeah.
0: So how does the stripe system work? It's like you get a certain amount of stripes for a belt, and then you get on to the next like level of belt, or is it?
2: Yeah. So with BJJ, there's a belt ranking most martial arts. So with the belts, it's white, then blue. Purple, brown, black, and coral is for the Masters. So, with every belt, you know, you have your belt. This is my white belt over here. Mm-hmm. Uh, you have the stripes. You get four on the belt, right? Uh, I have two so far, so you get four. And then for your next promotional rank, you get the next colored belt. Mm-hmm. So, I need to get two more stripes, and then I'll be able to get the next belt up. Um, the only exception would be for the black belt, where you need seven stripes.
1: How long does it take to like go through each color belt? You know, like what was each that? Each color belt.
2: It depends on you. It depends on your instructor. And uh, at the end of the day, it just depends on what work you put in. Uh, some places they, they they, they give you they give out stripes based on, you know, how long you've been there. Other places they give out stripes based on how well you're doing. Um, before, and then some places they give out now based on ability. For example, I'm pretty young, so I've been able to go right very regularly and um, keep training and keep learning, and I've been able to get these two stripes pretty quickly. And it takes takes years for people to get their stripes and rank up. However, there are some cases where, for example, there's a UFC fighter, BJ Penn. I think he got his black belt three years. That's probably mm-hmm. the fastest record time. It's crazy. Um,
1: mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, it just depends on how you train.
1: Yeah, but does not. But does that bring up the question? Because you said that um, different schools give out. I guess. I guess level you up. I'm just gonna call it that. Level you up, quote unquote, differently. Does not like bring up the question that some people who are like purple belt didn't. I guess. I'm just gonna use purple as an example. You know, or brown or black. Do you think that they didn't? Some people didn't deserve it. Like, let say some dude went for I don't know five years, for example. Right, he got a brown belt, right? But someone else who went for four years got a brown belt. What guy, in a sense, worked his ass off. So like, he worked his ass off. He got the skills for it, and he got his brown belt. While the other guy just stayed there for a while, trained. He might not be as good as the you know four year guy, but he just stayed there for a while and he got his belt. You know, do you think that like that creates a problem, in with Brazilian Jiu Jitsu? Uh, I don't
2: think so at the end of the day, you don't get the belt for no reason. You get the stripes when your instructor feels like you're ready. If the one-person instructor felt like they were ready in four years and they got the belt, good for them. If the other person worked for five years and got the belt then, then that's good for them too. It just depends on your skill level.
1: No, okay, okay. So with the the direction you're headed, do you think you're going to go through the belts pretty quickly? I hope
2: so, but um, I mean – my goal is to hopefully get a blue belt before the end of the year, end of uh-huh. school
1: year. Oh, school uh, year.
2: Yeah. I was reading online, said that in general, most places they give out like a stripe every like three months or so. And then I managed to mm-hmm. get my first one in two months and my second one in another two months. So it's quicker than most. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, but the thing I'm really concerned about is college because oh, yeah. I'm
3: going
2: to go away somewhere. And, um, I'm not too sure where uh, where where I'll be and if they'll have BJJ programs
3: because mm-hmm. I really
2: want to continue, but it'll be really difficult if I move away. But for right now, I'm just trying to take it as, take it in as much as possible.
0: Mm-hmm. Is your ranking like transfer over? Let's say if you started doing uh, Brazilian Jiu Jitsu like another school or place. So does it, if you were like let's say earned the blue belt where you are now, would you still be considered like a blue belt rank there? If you yeah, were definitely. okay.
2: Yeah, mm-hmm. so let's say I got a blue belt, hypothetically. It's clearly totally not the case on like this white thing right here. Um mm-hmm. so you have your blue belt, go to another gym and you you train, right? Um I mean you up to the instructor to see where you at. They if they notice like that you're skilled, then they'll it'll show, right? It'll show that you don't have the belt for no reason. And yeah, at the end of the day your skill level is your skill level.
3: Mm-hmm. If yeah. you're
2: with someone in one gym and then throw with the same person in a different gym you still have that same skill level
1: can you get de promoted though because like i i feel like different instructors might have different um i guess opinions like they might value a blue belt higher than it actually is and they expect people who have a blue belt to be better than maybe other instructors so can like let's say you go to a different you know dojo you know for example and let's say the instructor there doesn't think you're good enough for a blue belt and you have it. Can they, like, take it away and, like, put you down? Or, like, how would that work? I mean, it depends. If you're just
2: visiting another gym or if you want to stay at that long term, it, it's very rare for you to, like, go down rank. It's, I haven't heard any cases so far. So uh, it uh-huh. is a possibility. If you if you want to stay with a, let's say, you like, Go if I if I go to Europe or whatever,
3: right? Mm-hmm. I
2: have a, a purple belt or whatever, and the instructor doesn't feel like I'm up to par, and the instructor I'm going to stay with for probably permanently, then they'll, they can assess my skill level and see if I'm purple belt material. If they don't feel like I'm ready, they can either you know let me know and demote me, or um, just let me stay with that belt rank and keep working towards it until they feel like I've earned it. Um, mm-hmm. But it's very rare for someone to demote you. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's not it's not usual.
0: Mm-hmm. So with you doing jiu-jitsu, is it more like a side hobby or something you're interested in? Or is, are you looking at, at, like, to advance your skill and eventually do something with it, like tournaments or something related to that?
2: Yeah, I definitely want to go long-term with this. I mean, I went from being something cold to being, like, something my life kind of revolves around. Um, so, so I started this first week in August this year. And I've just I've been going to the gym as much as I can. To train to go six days a week. Classes are like an hour and a half long. And um, yeah, you know, I'm always trying to learn. I, my coach, gave me a book on um, submissions. And basically, what I do is I I take one thing from this book, and I I learn it right So I like to show my instructor and then show my peers. So it's cool because I'm a white belt and I'm I'm learning. To the point where I'm trying to be able to teach other people too. Uh, it's it's all about knowledge. Do you want to do this long term? I have had one uh, competition that was really fun. Mm-hmm. I lost. It was cool.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. We'll get to yeah. your competition shortly, but I guess first few questions I want to ask. You know, the first yeah. one is: Do you have like an inspiration of some sort when it comes to uh, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu? You know, you like look up to anyone
2: no i just go there cuz it's fun itself. So. <laughs>
1: okay <laughs> okay people up for an hour and a half every day it's cool. yeah, of <laughs> um a uh, second question is um what's the what's the difference between the regular jiu jitsu and brazilian jiu jitsu like what aspects make them different okay so
2: um there's japanese jiu jitsu and there's brazilian jiu jitsu Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu is probably one of the most modern martial arts there is. It's it was invented by Helio Gracie. He's he died just a few years ago at the age of 90. So BJJ has only been around for 80, 90 years, and Japanese Jiu-Jitsu has been around for hundreds of years. Um, if I remember correctly, it was videos uh, was, was around the time where like karate and Taekwondo were, like more prominent and um, that. Japanese Jiu-Jitsu was made for that reason. It was taught to, the big Samurai, like in case worst case scenario, for self-defense, in case they lost their sword. Um, so it was used for those combative reasons. For BJJ, it's meant to make your opponent submit. At the end of the day, it's about being smarter. And it uh, goes for any martial arts, called BJJ, it's, it's grappling-based, it's mission-based. And with Japanese Jiu-Jitsu, there are some of those elements there too, but, um, it was made for very different reasons.
1: Mm-hmm. So basically Japanese Jiu-Jitsu was mainly, was made as a, a what are they called again? A war, a war uh, like made like a backup
3: player
1: for, um, yeah, I, I forgot fire. I forgot what it's called, but it's like combat specifically made for war. Um, the, like I forgot, I forgot the name for it, but, um, I see. I guess I see why you're. I don't want to say scared, but I guess you don't want to. You're like. Okay, I'm just gonna use the word scared because like you know it makes the most sense. I guess you're scared that you're not gonna find a Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu dojo if you move somewhere else because it's only been around for 80, 90 years. It's like it's popular, but it's nothing like. Uh, it's not crazy global. I'm assuming you know to the point where you're like, oh, you can go almost anywhere like regular Jiu-Jitsu and find a, a dojo you know nearby, and go there to train. Um, but can, can you still, I guess, are they, like, somewhat similar enough to the point where you can still go to a, a Japanese jiu-jitsu dojo and still go train there? Or do you, does it have to be Brazilian jiu-jitsu?
2: Yeah, when I was younger, um, I used to do Japanese jiu-jitsu for a year, karate for two years. So I did take some uh, jiu-jitsu for a while. But it was, I don't know, it kind of didn't feel very real. Um wasn't as physical as I wanted it to be uh, there was definitely grappling but it was nothing crazy but the bjj you know you're like you're, you're trying to fight someone you to are trying to fight to survive you know you're like sweating on top of each other it's kind of gross but um whereas when I was younger I had to make it more suitable for me so it was, um, it, was it wasn't near it wasn't near as intense as a bJj is and um yeah it was kind of like training different scenarios like somebody were to grab you by the shoulder what would you do first mm-hmm. of all who the hell's going to grab you in the shoulder when i start a fight yeah, yeah. and yeah. second of all it's like it was kind of limited in that aspect where it was mostly just scenarios um whereas with bjj you can go from one position to the next and have everything be intertwined
0: mm-hmm. That's,
2: but they they with the. Um, when I was learning Japanese jiu-jitsu, there was mostly stand-up stuff. With BJJ, it, the fight gets taken to the ground almost all the time. Um, if you go online and look up um, like street fights, you'd see the, you know, wherever you check, they say anywhere between 90 and 95% of all street fights will end up taking place on the ground. And that's where BJJ sh- shines. It was um, made for self-defense. And, you know, If you could take advantage of a position where people think you don't have an advantage, then you right
1: up mm-hmm. when you brought up self-defense the first thing that came to my mind i don't know if you've guys seen like um he, he's like he's like this uh old like black police officer Or i don't even know if he is a police officer he like trains people in self-defense he like pretends like guy he guy has a gun guns,
0: <laughs> and, <then laughs> and making memes of them like trying it and they end up in heaven or something
1: yeah i, I, I don't know if you see it's the funniest thing when he he, he does yeah. like some like, he should, he he has a good cause but like the self-defense is not realistic that he teaches
0: he no, teaches probably.
1: one of his things was when a guy was firing a, a gun to put a finger in between the, I forgot what it's called, finger in between something so the gun can fire. Nobody's going to think of that. Nobody's
0: going to do that. And no, then, he's a fucking meme, dude. There's no, he has two Bluetooth earpieces in his fucking head. They're, they're each two different types of Bluetooth. There's no way he's not fucking memeing, dude.
1: I know. It's it's still, it's still I feel like some people took his shit seriously. I feel like someone <laughs> might have got <laughs> <to> it. <die, laughs> yeah, it's, people
2: definitely do. Yeah,
1: that, that's funny.
2: But, don't um. Don't Fake martial artists out there. <laughs> it's pretty humorous to see. Yeah. I ahead.
1: know. Like in China, there's a lot of like fake martial arts. Like in a sense, where like they do like like I'm not saying it could be bullshit, cannot be, but like use the chi, the power of cheat to like block your opponent's attacks. And there's this dude. And I think he does Muay Thai, I think, or kickboxing. And he goes around beating the shit out of these people. Yeah, yeah Like, yeah, like embarrassing. And the Chinese government hates him. They, like, brought his rank. Because in China, I'm pretty sure yeah. they have, like, rank as civilians yeah. or something. Yeah. But what they basically, man. like, made him to the lowest rank. He can't even use public transport. So it's, it's, <laughs> <laughs> it's like they, they hate him. He lost he keeps, all his social credit, bro. Exactly. They, he keeps beating these guys up, the respected people, you yeah. know. And he, and he ends their whole career. It's, it's kind of funny. But, um,. Do you think that uh, Japanese jiu-jitsu and karate, you took karate, or was it taekwondo? Uh, karate. Karate, okay, yeah. Do you think that those two helped you with uh, Brazilian jiu-jitsu, or not really? Karate uh, now,
2: strong striking, um, and uh, jiu-jitsu, uh, a little bit, yeah. We learned some basic things, like how to break our fall, uh, front mm-hmm. rolls, back rolls, uh, stuff the mat, um, getting grips. And that definitely translated into BJJ, because there, those are a few things I do do well: uh, breaking the fall, and managing to get good grips. Um, but karate, like I said, nah. So it's uh, striking-based, and it's it's very very different game, very right? mm-hmm.
1: different genre. Have you tried to reach out to like other martial arts, like I guess boxing, kickboxing, you know, taekwondo, you know, all that? Have you Have you yeah, reached out? Yeah.
2: Yeah, at the gym I go to, they offer boxing, uh, kickboxing slash Muay Thai, MMA class. So I've tried out all of those, and those are all really fun, especially like the kickboxing. I've mean, been in there in a few weeks, though. So. Um, yeah, I, uh, I also try going to different schools, to different BJJ schools. For example, mm-hmm. I bumped into these two guys on the train station last Tuesday, mm-hmm. and uh, I just overheard them talking about BJJ. I was like, Can guys do BJJ? and they're like yeah so um they we started talking and um, they they trained very close to where i went to so i, I went, ended up going to their place last friday and that was fun so i got to experience a different dojo's environment i got to learn some new techniques which uh which i'm definitely going to use this is very helpful because not everyone trains the same way
3: mm-hmm.
1: okay it's, it's like going to a dojo kind of like going to a barber that if you go to a do- another dojo it's like cheating on your barber like you're cheating on your dojo where <laughs> it's like you come back and like yo where'd you go where'd you, where you where, where have you been that so you have another dojo smell on you you know
2: <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> there's there's none of that no, really it's it's about gaining new knowledge it's about sharing the knowledge that's how i feel uh, how martial arts should be that's how uh my coach feels about it too. Yeah, um, so I, I I let my coach know I was going to this uh, this new dojo. I was just gonna try out their free class. I'm not going back there again because then I have to start paying. I'm mm-hmm. <laughs> <It's not> cheap. <laughs> I don't have money for that. I got to
1: spend it on sandwiches. <laughs> of course, gotta get it straight from Rocky's Deli. You know, exactly. You already know. <laughs> the heart of But um, you mentioned earlier that you know you went to a tournament. You know, how did that go? You know, how was the experience? You know, what did you learn from the tournament? Did you meet any cool people there? You know, how how was the whole thing like?
2: Yeah, I have a video here. I don't know if I could show it on this tiny screen with Zoom.
1: I don't think you'll be able to unless you show it on. See it? Yeah. That was gas. Yeah, the quality the quality's not that good. So I don't know. Yeah. Just just describe. You know, let us know what happened. How how was everything? So I have two
2: coaches at the UFC gym I go to in Soho, right? One of them, he works at the Soho location, and he works at the UFC Long Island location, right? So he teaches BJJ at both places. That's
1: far, so, though. Those two are far from each other.
2: Yeah. Um, he, um, he He's the one who set up the tournament, something he's been to do for a while, but COVID kind of got in the way of those plans and mm-hmm. it started to let up just a little bit. Yeah. He um, figured he could finally go through with it. Um So he set up a competition between UFC Soho and UFC Long Island, where we uh, did BJJ, and um, it was 15 matches. Uh, Yeah, I was was the first one to start it off, and it was really cool. The event, it was, I've seen like other events by the IBJJF, International Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu Federation, they're the ones who set up the official tournaments. Mm-hmm. And uh, with those matches, they kind of have like 20, 30 matches in a room and you got people sparring and rolling everywhere. And you know it's you know the tension is really separated. Um, but with um, when this event was set up, they had the octagon there. And it was really cool. You know it's it it huge. Mm-hmm. It was really cool to see it and actually be in it and yeah. it something else. Um, yeah, all the eyes were on us. It was crazy. It was about three hours long. And it, was, it turned out really well. We had the cage there. Everyone was watching. You had like a sponsor too. Um, they, they were selling food and drinks and coffee, but nobody went to go buy anything because they were too busy looking at the matches. It was, it was really cool. And they were all cheering. And um, I say one thing. We had a DJ for the event as well. So that, it was, it was just like just really hyped the whole way through. Um, uh-huh. Yeah, so that was my first tournament. I know that nothing else is going to compare to it, and mm-hmm. um, it,
1: was, it was really fun. Are you excited to go to more, like more of these tournaments?
2: Yeah, for sure. Um, recently, my coach just let us know about other tournaments taking place, and um, well, they're going to be in other states, which sucks, um, but hopefully something comes to New York soon that I can participate in. If something's out of state, and it's close, I'll try to go to that too, but nothing in new york for the moment so right now i'm just keep training mm-hmm. keep meeting new people keep beating new people
0: yeah uh speaking of achan do you watch ufc joshua uh
2: a little bit I just watch highlights i'm not really familiar too familiar with any fighters um
0: yeah yeah uh, so. so question related to that like if you see any of the techniques they use like on the ground right during those uh fights like yeah. how yeah. much of that is like jujitsu techniques specifically
2: Jiu-Jitsu. Um, yeah, it's it's heavily Jiu-Jitsu. Um, I think you... Okay, so with BJJ, it was invented by Helio Gracie. So it was co-founded by Helio Gracie. And then he had like 10, 11 kids. It's crazy. Uh, yeah,
1: that's, that's a lot.
2: Yeah, yeah. It's like a wolf pack. Anyway, um, I think two of his sons ended up going into UFC. Uh, Renzo Gracie and... Oiler Gracie, if I'm not, yeah. Uh, So they went to the UFC. They were there from like UFC one. So they kind of, you know, showing the world what BJJ was, like the very global platform. So after they made their appearances, that's when a lot of fighters started training uh, BJJ. Uh, Not even, uh, I mean, it's not like some fighters not like it's their go-to thing but it's something that everyone tries to train for the most part because fights like a lot of the fights do end up on the ground yeah
3: mm-hmm.
2: so and bjj is very excellent for round game stuff you really have people who either do wrestling or bjj
1: mm-hmm. so do you think it's fair to say that uh bjj is a staple of uh fighting in the ufc like you have to learn it to uh win you know
3: you don't
2: have to learn it. I mean, they do have, like, the, what, super heavyweight division with guys. do like, 300 pounds. <laughs> I can't see them sweating on top of each other. Do Yeah BJJ. You know, so it depends yeah. on um, – it's definitely very good to learn. It's – if you're, like, I don't know. My coach, for example, he's like, 260 pounds, so, like, he does jiu-jitsu. So, it, it's meant for anyone and everyone. Uh, it, the body type does go into it just a little bit. But, you know, it's all technique-based. and It's all stuff that's good to learn. If, um, if you don't know it, you're at a heavy disadvantage from going to a fight at the UFC. If somebody knows that you don't have any ground game, and their ground game is exceptional, first thing you're going to do is take you to the ground. Guess what? You're fucked because you don't know <laughs> jack shit.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: yeah. So it's definitely good to learn.
1: When Ranto joined the UFC... Do you think when people saw Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, they were like, oh, shit, you know, like, we're fucked when, when he pulled it out in the match?
2: Yeah, for sure. So the thing about BJJ is that you got you to gotta put someone in a submission game, makes them tap out, right? And when you make someone tap out, it shows that you've ultimately dominated the person. And with this guy, he was such a dick with it, right? It's like he wouldn't even punch his opponents, if he had like an optimal position, you know what he'd do? He slapped the person upside the head. Just do <laughs> it. Yeah, he just like slap them in the middle of a fight. Like what the hell? Because you know he realized that he was in a dominant position. His opponent gonna do anything about it, and it was, super- it was superior in that aspect. And doing that, I'll really show the world that. <laughs> this mm-hmm. is-
1: yeah, that's that good. That's good. Um, it's not like, I have like some more personal questions. You know, like that's about I guess, the history, whatever. But since starting, do you think like BJJ like really changed your life? Like, do you think you're a different person now that now that you've started training constantly, you've met all these people? Do you think like your mindset has changed as a person? You've changed, you know?
2: Yeah, for sure. Nothing crazy, but I've noticed that I'm a little more charismatic. I, I do talk a lot. Let's <laughs> um, say, My confidence definitely went up a boost there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm trying to be more social trying mm-hmm. to interact with people i'm more friendly uh, yeah it's overall been very very good for my mental health mm-hmm. Not so much physical health and back kind of hurts <laughs> but yeah it's it's all been very positive it's,
1: you know it's expected you get sore because you're constantly it's basically a workout if you're going 60 a week it's basically a workout almost every single day um and, and the thing with confidence i feel like learning uh Uh, self-defense or learning some kind of martial art you know or something you know it always increases your confidence because you're not afraid to have like some sort of physical confrontation with someone because you know if something happens you can always defend yourself you can always kick the other dude's ass you know like uh, like uh, all that type of shit so yeah you know it's great that it it increases your confidence um so you, you said that you you see yourself doing this in the long run and with competitions is this something like you would like You would fully commit to? Like, let's say you got an opportunity to fight, you know. You know, and... I'm just going to say the UFC, you know. Yeah. So, you got... And if you got an opportunity to fight in the UFC, you know, later down the line, would you, like, kind of drop what you have to pursue it? Would you, like, go all into it? Or would you still be, like, kind of hesitant? Like, I'm not sure if, you know, if I should do this. I'd be taking a huge risk, probably. No, no, no. Of course it's a huge risk. That's what I'm saying. Do you do... Love this activity, this sport so much that you said you would go all the way through. Would you give up something else to, like, pursue it?
2: Yeah, I, I probably
1: would. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's good. That, that's, you know, it's right for you, you know, when, when you're willing to get stuff oh up for it. And, like, who, who knows, you know? You could be going... Because when you told me that you were going to a tournament, you know, and you've, and you've been doing it for such a short time, I was like, damn, you know, like, he's really, like, you know, he's getting there. You know, he's really, like he, like... I said in the beginning, you know, you you could be the next face of Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, you know, you you never know, you know, and and, I'm just saying, I don't know, maybe, maybe in, like, six years, I'm gonna see you on, like, on the front of magazines, you know, it's gonna be, it's gonna be, like, sexiest man of, like, 2028, and you have, like, Joshua in the suit, (laughs) who hosts this Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, you know, you never know, um, but yeah, yeah of course who doesn't want to be on the cover of you know like sexiest man of the year you know <laughs> <laughs> who doesn't want to be on that cover you know um who do you, who do you think has taught you the most like but like not coach wise but like as as a person have you ever met someone that like where like they've like i guess outclassed you so much or like you've wanted to like i guess you like in a sense you've i'm not i don't want to say beg but, like, you kept asking, like, oh, like, how do you do what you do? Like, how do you do it so well? Like, how do you do this move? How do you do that move? Like, is, has there been someone that you met that outclassed you that much?
2: Um, So far, not really. I mean, like, him, right? both didn't, right? They really screwed over um a lot of the BJJ programs, so they've had to, like, bring it back pretty recently. Like, the gym that I visited on Friday, they just reopened in, like, October. So, you know, mm. it's a lot of fresh people, right? A lot of the people who train are, basically a lot of just a bunch of white belts and um occasionally we have a higher rank right now we have and in my gym we have two blue belts who show up consistently and uh, i definitely aspire to be more like them um and yeah they're very knowledgeable i like sparring with them they always teach me something new it's always great at the same time my coach does too you know mm-hmm. i have two coaches both very knowledgeable any questions i have i can come to them for them. Be more like them.
1: That's cool. Mm-hmm. Where's the heart of you know BJJ? Like where I guess does it have the most? I guess the top of the line fighters when it when it comes to that fighting sport.
2: Um, I'm not too sure. I mean, they do have a lot of, well, not a lot, but they do have like events, tournaments, big time events like ADCC, and, uh, the IBJJF tournaments. So that's where you really get to see some awesome jiu jitsu from like the best of the best.
1: Mm-hmm. Do you see yourself going there one day? You know, and winning. Eventually, <laughs> Eventually. not today. Uh-huh. There's <laughs> hope. Have you ever wanted to go see one? Like before you started uh, BJJ, have you ever wanted? Have you ever seen one of these tournaments? Have you ever went? You know, or did you only start getting interested? You know, when you started getting into the sport.
2: Uh, if I weren't from my uncle, I wouldn't even know this thing existed. <laughs> so. Ah.
1: Yeah. So, like, <laughs> the, the, so do you plan on going to a few tournaments now to, you know, check them out and see, you know, I guess, stronger yeah. fighters, you know, see how they do it?
2: Yeah, for sure. That's how you learn.
1: Ah, so okay. Back. Are there any, like, fighting celebrities, you know, like, when it comes to BJJ specifically?
2: Celebrities, yeah. There's a Gracie family. So, mm-hmm. Julia Gracie co-founded BJJ, and then, yeah, it's his rap pack of kids. Uh-huh. And they're, I like the face of it. They kind of take over social media when, uh, when it comes to BJJ. And I actually met one of them. So I went to vacation in California uh-huh. back in August. And this was when I was doing BJJ for maybe two three weeks.
3: Uh-huh. And
2: I got to check out some of the schools out there. And it turned out that while we were there, Royler Gracie, he um, one of the people who did the UFC as well, he, he was there teaching a seminar. So I showed up uh, we got this picture with them. Can't really see it, but
1: you know. All right, I I see kind of see the face faces kind yeah. of.
2: Yeah. Yeah. So I got to meet him, and that was cool. He taught me some stuff and
1: stuff I still use today. Oh that's cool. That's cool. You know, do, do you like plan on going to California again to try to like I guess meet him?
2: Oh, uh, that'll be fun. But he, he travels. Yeah, might yeah. might be
1: kind of stalkerish too. But like you know, <laughs> <laughs> we, don't, we don't talk about that part.
0: Uh, uh, were you able to see him spar uh
1: he was teaching the class for about two hours
2: um, he, he didn't do any sparring that day he was just supervising really.
1: mm, okay. people's technique you know, so it's good hi right, what is up guys welcome back to the unforgettable podcast our co-host fucking left right because he had to go do something he's gonna go hang out with some people so he left you know for the rest of the episode you know but I still had a few questions I wanted to ask Joshua you know I wanted to become more knowledgeable in the fighting sports self-defense you know brazilian jiu-jitsu so um my first my first question that i have you know after you know talking with you for 40 minutes basically right is uh i'm pretty sure there's a difference when it comes to self-defense and um i guess as a sport i I don't want to say for show but as a sport you know what's the difference between using brazilian jiu-jitsu on the streets to find yourself versus you know like in the ufc when you're on the ground you know trying to fight back
2: yeah so this is where there's like a huge divide in bjj right so I told you that helio gracie invented bjj he co-founded it and when he created it he was a smaller guy and um, i think he was studying a little bit of judo when he was younger but he was like have these techniques rely on strength right so that's when he started creating bjj and um yeah, that was all for the self defense aspect. When it started being used for sport, Helio wasn't, you know, too on board with it. I mean, he wasn't going to stop it, but you know, he definitely preferred the self defense aspect. So the big difference between sports and um, self defense BJJ is that um, it's basically the the positioning in it. How do you respond to certain situations, right? Because in sports, yeah, you get different points for for performing certain actions, right? If you manage to get a takedown, you get X amount of points. If you manage to move to one position, you get X amount of points. If you do this, that points, that, that points, Mm -hmm. right? And there's, like, times in a fight where sometimes someone will turn on their back to – or in sports jujitsu where they turn to their back. That way they don't – that way they prevent their opponent from getting any points, right? But it's like in a street fight, why the hell would you turn your back to someone, right? Yeah, just give them an opportunity to hit you upside the head or something, right? So that's where the difference between combat jiu-jitsu for self-defense and uh, jiu-jitsu for sports is. It's, um, it's basically what you do since they are two very different scenarios, right? At the end of the day, you know that the person in the sports arena who you're fighting doesn't want to hurt you. Whereas if you have to use it for self-defense, you know there's a good chance that you could possibly get hurt. Mm-hmm. Right? And there's like some other things you always got to be mindful of too. For example, in BJJ, there's no slamming rule, right? So you can't pick people up and slam them on the ground, right? So sometimes if someone would stand up, the person would hold their position. Um, you no, know, sometimes they have their legs wrapped around someone's upper body and they get picked up and they won't let go. Whereas if you're on the street, you'd have to let go or else someone will slam you on your back and hurt you bad, right? And um, that's where, that's why you gotta train some of the self defense aspect too. Um, if you're doing sports, you might not be aware that somebody might slam you in a real fighting scenario, mm. so you're you're not aware of as much. Yeah, that's where the huge divide came in. The Renzo family kind of divided into those two: the self-defense and the sports jiu-jitsu. And a lot of different gyms train either sports, sports, or self-defense. Yeah, mm. that's, that's where, that's, that's yeah, that's where that's BJJ. Yeah,
1: that brings up a few questions a few more questions actually. Um, the first. Is, um like, you told me about um how the two got split up into sports, you know, B, BJJ and um, self-defense BJJ. Are there more yeah. variations? Is it, like, as time goes on or, like, different? I guess I don't want to say, like, in a sense how martial arts, let's say, I guess, sprouted I from, you know, like, did, like, I guess, let's say, let's use... Uh say karate, I don't know, just some kind of type of karate, and like it got branched out to different types of karate. Is it the same thing with uh, BJJ's, like it started as mainly a self defense and started branching out into sports and this and this and that and like started going to different, you know, styles. Um
2: no not really. Um you just kinda might mainly those two get ga- those two categories, right? But the thing with the sports you too is that there are a little bit more variations, mostly in terms of rule sets. You have um, IBJJF rule sets, and then you have other tournament rule sets as well. And well with street sets,
1: fights, there's not street fights. There's not really any rule sets as <laughs> to <laughs> whoever <laughs> knocks the other person out first.
2: Yeah, Helio Gracie he had this, um, this mindset where he doesn't train to win. He trains to not lose, right? In a real-world scenario, Let's say someone gets you know mauled by this six foot eight giant dude just attacking them, right? Mm-hmm. Um, if the person knew BJJ, they'd be able to defend themselves. Sure, they might not be able to uh, you know tap the person out and put them down or whatever, but um, at least if they didn't know BJJ, they'd be able to survive while they get mauled on for several minutes, and uh, hopefully until help arrives so they can escape or whatever they need to do, right? so that was his mindset don't train to win train to lose so any day that he could fight any anytime that he could live to fight another day he's won in his own mind
3: so
2: yeah so it goes in uh, self
3: defense
1: do, do you agree with that mindset to in a sense fight to survive and not fight to win because that's that's essentially what it is do, do you agree with that mindset or, or, or every time when you do the sport are you always pushing yourself to win constantly
2: um you know just depends on the environment. I mean, when, I, when I'm when i training, I train not to lose, right? It's like I don't want to be put in a submission, and um, I try to see how long I can go without getting it tapped out. So that's just fine. Um, whereas where I, when I did my competition, it's like, okay, I have to win this. I want to win this. Yeah, mm-hmm. it would be awesome. I want this, right? So it just depends on the environment. For the most part, kind of adopt Helio's mindset where he says he trains to not lose.
1: Mm-hmm. When when you switch, I guess mindsets. Are you more offensive, like offensive, like when you wanted to win? Were you like more going in for the attack? Were you more trying to get him to submit, or was it were you still more laid back and kind of using the defense as the best offense, you know, strategy to get him to submit?
2: Yeah, sure. Um, I was, I was adopting that mindset where um you know I gotta put him down, right? Uh, but um, uh, I was I just had the one tournament. Um. One competition, and um, I was just getting over being sick, so I wasn't operating on a hundred percent. But I was just um, doing my damnedest to get him to tap out, but that wasn't the case. I I tapped out.
1: Hmm. Um. So with with the big controversy that happened, I I, I don't know. Want I don't even know if it's a controversy, you know, with like uh, I guess uh, BJJ for sports and BJJ for self defense. Was there like you said the family, in a sense, split. Does, like, the family argue, like, still to this day? Or is it, like, at this point, it's, like, settled. It's, like, you know, you do your kind, I do my kind, you know. We, like, teach, I guess, best of both worlds, in a sense.
2: I mean, I don't, I don't talk to the family first. <laughs> no.
1: no, I thought, I thought <laughs> yeah, you would, know.
2: I guess it'll be more along the lines of the second one. Um, like I said before, you know, be do any kind of martial arts is about spreading the knowledge. Anything that someone else that's one person can teach, someone else can teach as well. It depends on how you teach it and um, what you want to teach. Sports Jiu-Jitsu and self-defense jujitsu can learn different things from each other, so they do help each other out. But um, yeah, it wasn't. I, I'm not. I am i do not think there would be any huge rifts. It's just so just about what you want to do. You know, uh, a lot of the family they did BJJ for pretty, basically all their lives. Leo did it to the day he died. You no, probably in his grave, just <laughs> roll Um. Uh. Yeah. It's just.
1: It's
2: BJJ. It's still in those two
1: categories, and uh, mm-hmm. yeah, there wouldn't be any tips about it. Uh, well, my my last question is, how did you, how did you learn all of this? Did you like go out of your way to do the research, or was like your trainer like constantly teaching you about the history of BJJ as you kept, you know, being around with him.
2: Yeah, a lot of this is stuff I've done on my own. Um, I wanted to know more about where BJJ came from, especially after meeting someone from the Gracie family. I mean, that was huge. It's cool, mm-hmm. like the Bruce Lee of BJJ, like an idol. It's so dope. Um, yeah, I did it on my own, and even told my instructor about it, coach. So he knows I'm interested in it. Um, yeah, I just like I like learning about BJJ. Whether that's actual techniques or whether
1: that's about a brother history and about how people mm. feel about it. Mm. So when when you meant I, f- I forgot the family members. Boiler. What's that again? O- Oiler? Roiler.
2: Oiler? Roiler
1: what a Broiler. I'm sorry. Boiler <laughs> <laughs> is such a weird Roiler sounds like such a weird name. That sounds it is. That sounds like a Yu Gi Oh card, I'm sorry. That's
2: even weirder? What? Every single kid the Gracie family has a name that starts with the letter R. You got Rickson, you got Oiler,
1: you got Renzo, you got, got relson got... What the fuck oh, you is your t- child Relson. I feel bad for the... I had to feel bad for the child Relson, Royler. know why. What's up with the R's? For that? That's the uh, thing. Like, if you're going R's, at least they, Like, I get I get Renzo is cool. You know, they should have Ryan. Ryan should be nice. You know, do they have all boys do they have girls too? Uh, I think it feels you know i think it might be all boys <laughs> <laughs> oh my god that's, hey, that's 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 some genetics yeah right. i know um but yeah Royler. Right. so Royler, you you met Royler two weeks two three weeks after you started did you like how did you hear of him were you already doing like research about bjj before you like i mean when you started were you already doing the research before you met him or was it just like you heard about him and then you know, he was there and you're like, oh, you know, let me go check out his seminar, you know?
2: Yeah, I was more along the lines of that second one. Um, I, once I started doing BJJ, I did try to do my own research, so he's one of the most prominent names in BJJ, so he definitely came up, and uh, when I went to California, I just heard about the seminar, I was like, whoa, he's coming here, gonna be a great opportunity to meet him, um, so I, I did go to meet him, but yeah, I was doing my own research for a while, and you know, I didn't think I'd ever get to meet the guy, but
3: you know, mm-hmm. I
2: got to check that off my bucket list.
1: Do you wanna, I guess, plug the dojo you go to if anyone who watches this does BJJ and wants to fight you? Like, you want you want to plug your dojo?
2: Uh, yeah. Um, so it's UFC Soho. Uh, they we do BJJ six days a week. Um, I I do it six days a week. So if you do, if you want to go, you'll probably see my face in there. Um yeah so six days a week UFC Soho wait they do offer one free class so if you want to
1: show up up. Mm -hmm. so yeah so if you ever want to get started on BJJ if you want to do boxing kickboxing you know other stuff you know go to UFC Soho pretty valid place recommended by the future face of BJJ Joshua himself you know it was I was about to say it was nice seeing you guys and I realized I don't have a live audience Thing before we go, uh-huh. I did get injury. Uh, kind of messed up my tooth. Oh, you you messed. Oh, you chipped it a little yeah, bit. Yeah, I chipped it.
2: Does yeah, it hurt I'm when you
1: it. chip a tooth?
2: Yeah, someone put me in a choke, and I, my, they turned my jaw. Was a lot of jaw pressure, so my teeth grinded against each other, and then I just felt something. I was like, oh, shit! I just chipped my tooth, and sure enough, I like go rummaging in my mouth. There's like white bone, and it was like crap. It was
1: does, does it hurt a lot, or is it like? A little bit. No, it's
2: like I don't, I don't feel it. It's, it's not like. I,
1: oh, I, I was talking about when it happened. Like I know now you don't feel, but like when it happened, was it like, it hurt a lot. When it happened, no, it
2: wasn't painful. It was just it grinded and just it snapped off, I guess.
1: Wait, was your jaw open? Was that why?
2: No, they were putting me in a choke. You know, they had like the arms wrapped around my neck, and my jaw was uh, turned. Oh. So
1: uh.
2: they, they kept putting in pressure. Oh, okay, okay. Other really hard. It's well, at,
1: at least it wasn't too bad to the point where you, like, you need a new tooth, you know. No, nah, yeah, just... you wouldn't
2: even notice. You, it's yeah, all yeah if <laughs> you didn't
1: show me, I, I, I would have no clue that you got a oh. fucking chip.
2: Yeah, but right. Now I can't help but, like, put my tongue there every five minutes. Does it
1: scratch your tongue? Or is it, like, smooth?
2: No, I mean, it's kind of, it's, it's there, I know it's there, so it kind of bugs me a little bit, but. No,
1: okay. okay, so so it's it's kind of it's a cool story, but it's kind of, it's kind of nothing. It doesn't really affect you in any way. No, except I got to live with a broken tooth for the rest of my life. It's not broken; it's chipped. Like, come on! It's, <laughs> a, it's like come on! It's yeah. like it's like I, I I have a fucking permanent scar on my pinky over here. You can't even see it. Well, I literally have a permanent scar like over here. I'm not complaining about it. It's fine. Last thing, oh now I gotta live with the fucking pinky scar, you know so fucking manly over here you know yeah. so yeah that's honestly the only that is, no that's not that's not the only i have two scars i have one over here on my chin and then i have one over here i busted my chin as a child when i was six i was riding a bike and then like the, like bro like we i was we racing my uh, brother and then like the bike like one like this like flipped forward and, like, my head, literally, but- my brother told totally, me, he turned around when he saw my me, me fly. And, literally, my head, like, like on the concrete, like, my head, like, slammed <laughs> like this. But, I think, so, I didn't feel anything because I blacked out. When, when the first time it hit, I blacked out <laughs> and then I woke up when uh, I already I was already ended. But, like, imagine my brother turning around and he sees his brother going, like, on the fucking, uh, uh, on the pavement. i was all fucking bloody though it was it it felt like it was weird it felt like uh a dream when i woke up because i woke up it felt so like unreal and it was like i couldn't breathe because from the shock i woke up and and i I was like trying to get my breath and i couldn't and then Mm. i was like all covered like it was weird i think i think it was my right side and my right side was all fucked up my left side for the most part was fine like, I had, like, oh. scrapes fucking everywhere, scratches, fucking, like, I told you my chin. You know, I had, yeah. like, something over here, I think, you know. So, it's like, not, now it's not there. Now, like, no, this thing, I think I have something, like, up here, I think I have a little something. But, like, you know, n- nothing crazy, nothing crazy. But, yeah. Yeah. Know that, that little story kind of actually reminds me of something.
2: There have been two occasions where someone's blacked out in the in the gym. Forget yeah. <laughs> it, joke. I, you know someone like choked them out they fell asleep on the mat <laughs> it's crazy it's like Action. they're out two seconds but it's like you gotta like make sure they're okay right and mm-hmm. then, like every time you black out from like what i've been hearing it's always different right my like coach said he's blacked out before and when he woke up he didn't recognize like any of the 10 people standing around it was like "Who the fuck are you guys what am i what am i doing
1: no cause I, I think because i feel like like in a sense like it's kind of it's kind of like sleeping, but it's like a forced sleep, you know so it's like yeah, when yeah. you wake up you're as dazed as you are like if you like barely got any sleep you know so i, I guess it's kind of like that
2: yeah, it's a different experience every time like when one when one person got <laughs> choked out on the mat and they woke up they're like like mm, I just had the best nap in my life <laughs> <laughs> it was like give it.
1: <laughs> Look, if if, if 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 you ever have trouble going to sleep, make sure your roommate knows BJJ, so he can choke you out. You're going right to sleep. You don't have to worry about a single thing.
2: You're learning so much
1: already. Ah, uh, of course. Wait, do like when you get uh, choked out, is it like are you asleep until someone wakes you up, or is it like you just wake up by yourself after a few seconds when your body gets air?
2: No, what I've seen, they just wake up after like a second or two. Oh, you gotta. That's sometimes you gotta tap the person. Sometimes you just get up on their own. Yeah, but my coach said that if you black out too many times, you'll eventually have what's called brownouts, right? Where you, like, space out for, like, half a second. You're just, like, completely gone. But it's for such a short amount of time that nobody around you realizes except for yourself. Oh, I thought, that was, I thought that was normal.
1: What? Isn't that <laughs> Isn't that normal? <laughs> Am I just retarded? I thought, I thought that was fucking normal.
2: <laughs> Another fun fact about blacking out. Is that something? on rare occasions, you can piss and shit
3: yourself?
1: <laughs> <laughs> imagine, imagine if I blacked out after I, uh I fell off my bike. I started like you see like a puddle slowly coming down on the sides. Uh, That'll be fucking funny. But,
3: uh, that's
1: crazy though. Can you wake up mid piss? Like if you black out and I start pissing my pants, can I wake up mid <laughs> like a mid piss and be like what the fuck is going
2: on? It yeah, probably
1: happened before. Oh, that's funny. I feel bad for whoever. Like, imagine <laughs> you're doing judo, and like, 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 some dude just uh, may, like, basically he uh, chokes you and you black out, and then you just shard in your pants, and then you wake up and you're like, what the fuck just happened? That's Mel. <laughs> no, yeah, exactly, the dude. The dude, just, <laughs> the dude who just the dude just choked you out is just fucking confused on what's going on.
3: That that's that, not funny.
1: Oh, that'd be embarrassing. Imagine, imagine, like, some fucking world title UFC fight. They, like, choke someone out, and, like, the dude starts pissing in the middle of the arena. That'd be funny as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> that would be you, a meme for sure. No, Pro- I, I it might have happened before. If it happened before, it'd definitely be on TV. Like they, It'd definitely yeah. be, like, on YouTube already. It'd be, like, brought back a few times. I know what I'm doing the second I leave this call. <laughs> <laughs> looking
2: for the guy who pissed the shit up someone in the arena. <laughs>
1: Honestly, I thought you were about to say masturbate, but I wasn't sure. There, <laughs> yeah, you know, because yeah, I didn't know what I'm doing, so you know. Yeah. Thank you, world sexiest man. Next title, I mean, next face of the BJJ community, the myth, the legend himself, Joshua. Thank you so much for blessing me with your presence this podcast episode. Uh huh. It's been your boy Slow Dream. And our co-host Gabriel is gone, but I'm pretty sure he would say bye too. But it's been your boy Slow Dream. Thank you for watching. You know, share this fucking episode, the whole podcast, your family, friends, you know, anyone who fucking is looking at your phone on the fucking metro. No one cares, right? <laughs> Make sure to subscribe, follow, whatever. I hope you guys have a great day, great night, wherever you fucking are. And I'll catch you next week. Peace.